Hello, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to Growth Mind State. I'm Anthony Thompson with Robert Catrona. Hello, uh, hoping you had a wonderful Christmas and uh, holiday season, Hanukkah, Ramadan, Kwanzaa, whatever you follow. Just hope you had a like a wonderful holiday season. How you doing? I'm doing all right. It was very pleasant. I got to spend some time with family. You know, can't complain. You know, it was you know, it's always a stressful time during the holidays. You know, I have my moments where you know, a little down because of, you know all the crazy stuff that's going on. But very grateful that everybody's still here. You know, so I'm, I can't complain 100. percent But you know, it is what it is. Uh, how was yours? Your holiday it was decent. It was calm. It was one of those things where it's it it's COVID time, so you just decide to stay apart and. I had a little bit of a drop off with my parents, which was nice. Uh, they just dropped some stuff off. I am ho- I'm sure that they went over to our relatives in Brooklyn as well, um, because of where half of my family is from Jersey or in Jersey, and uh, the rest of them are in New York mostly. Oh, so they're pretty local. That's good. That's good. Not yeah. Too far, right? That's great. Um, so you know, today, you know, I, you know, I had suggested uh, we talked about um, you know mainstream media and independent media, basically like spewing lies and misleading information um, about you know current events and everything that are going on, which is, in my view, has um, caught a lot, of, a lot of um, issues in regards to the trust of the media, uh, as well as people making dangerous decisions and going out doing things that they shouldn't do. Like for instance, like saying COVID is safe. It's not safe, but it's not as big of a deal as it is. And they're going out doing things when they shouldn't be doing, and, you know, just lying about the election and so on and so forth. So, you know, came together with a couple of topics that maybe, you know, would make some, uh, somebody see that, you know, not everything is a hundred percent honest and they should really like, uh, rethink and look at things. Um, you know, get most, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, get multiple of, uh, views of different things before they come to a conclusion nowadays with some of these news, new organizations, especially some of these crazy, uh, right wing organizations nowadays. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I wanted to really talk about. It's been eating. What's, what scares me is that what the beginning of our discussion seems to be hinging on is how people are moving from Fox news, which to most people which you know it has been pulled out to most people seems right enough and i mean right as in right leaning but somehow these are groups that are further than that i mean specifically we're going to talk about oann and newsmax and it's very compelling to know that newsmax for instance has been around since 1998 um and the a lot of these companies seem to have just popped out of nowhere, but they're they're instead kind of rooted in thinking this way and actually causing change or causing conservatism to occur really in this country. So that's what I found most interesting about a lot of the things that we researched for this kind of topic. Yeah, it's not uh it's not really like a normal conservatism either. It's like a super far um right, you know, kind of like fascist kind of mentality and a lot of crazy things that 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 have been um spewed out of their their you know um organization that's kind of getting me scared at the fact that um normalcy is not going to be normal for a while <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like you know they're taking it up a notch you know they they say that progressives are you know taking things up a notch for the the left you know but i think at least our views as a progressive view is is 
more better for the people. You know, it's more um, here. They're like, you know, for some people that claim that they hate government so much, it seems like they want the government to kind of do like um, some really extreme things here and there with people. Um, well, I guess we'll see in a minute. You know, that you know, it seems like well, they want to overturn the elections and stuff. You know, which is kind of crazy. It's no, it's very important. Like the kind of the structure, especially for so the, there's differences between ONN and Newsmax, and mm -hmm. I won't break it down too far yet. We'll kind of just do individual ones for each one. But for instance, News, Newsmax already has a demographic that they wanted their online viewers to be in the 54.7 years of age kind of bracket. So their their target really is to is to really get an audience that is older and over the top. So let's just read from it. Was uh, in March 2014, Newsmax was uh, profiled in Bloomberg Business Week by correspondent Carl Tao Greenfield. The story detailed Newsmax's successful business model of targeting higher income baby boomers. The average age of Newsmax online readers is 45.7 years age, and the profile detailed Newsmax's plans to launch a linear and over-the-top content cable channel, which they're succeeding with right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's available in roughly 70 million cable TV homes. Newsmax is on a hiring splurge right now, Rudy said. Uh, and the network, network is adding 25 more employees since the election to bring its total workforce to a workforce to 175. Sorry, 275. Um, I know for a fact that I've seen these these uh, different jobs being available right now. Newsmax and even Fox are both hiring pretty consistently. So it tells you that there's a health in that market um, for them. Not for the for the population, but for at least for them. Yeah, they they seem to be like just in general right wing ring right wing, uh, like uh, people following right wing uh, stations seems to ha have definitely you know expanded uh, recently or whatever. Um, it's interesting. Like I, I think Trump has uh, definitely like converted a lot of Republicans to being more far extreme right than anything else. Seems like all they talk about is how bad the left is, and you know, just lie a lot. I don't know. I, I, the videos that I that we brought together like kind of show some of the um, crazy things that people have been saying, and like you know, in order to confuse what's the word? In order for confuse people. people to, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like it's just like some of the stuff that um, they're saying is is just super extreme. I don't know. For some reason, my headphones are like bothering me oh, today. Um, so yeah, either way, uh, let's. Uh, do you want to cut to one of the videos, or do you want to talk more about? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we should see where their minds are at. the The one lasting thing I would say about Newsmax, for instance, is that um, it has jumped sixty eight percent since the U.S. presidential election, as the channel refused to declare Joe Biden the winner. So that number is not known to be permanent. It says that the primetime viewership for the week that ended December 4th was down to 21% from two weeks earlier, averaging about 391,000 viewers. So that's a, that's a pretty good fall for them. So that tells you that they may not be able to maintain that type of audience. Yeah. Um, in the I think people will fundamentally fall back into screw the government. The government can't work for me, but I don't have enough patience to just talk, to deal with it and be entrenched in politics. Yeah. Um, I think enough people, even on the left, have this kind of 
feeling right now. And it's causing centrism as well. But that's not the problem, really. The real problem is that there are a lot of people who are not voting for the right for the causes that will affect them and affect their families affect others it seems like also like they they don't seem um nowadays when it comes to being honest like like the honesty aspect of journalism seems to be like getting lower and lower the bars getting lower and lower and um you know they're doing things more towards their their lobbyists or their base just to, to appease them instead of being straight honest about um you know what exactly is going on with this election and everything else with COVID and everything else it's just it's like a twilight zone to me. It's kind of crazy. Let me get, I'll cut to the uh, first video. Um. Rally, like I think we had 41,000 people the other night in Florida, right, on one day notice. Last night in Pennsylvania, we had 20,000 people, one day notice. Uh, Biden goes out, he's got 20 people, literally 20 people. They have nobody. <laughs> And then I say, always tied in the polls. I, you know, maybe they are, maybe they're not. But I had the same thing four years ago. You're a witness to it, where I was down in all nine states, swing states, and I won every one of them, right? You know, because the media is corrupt. If I've done nothing else, it's I've convinced people how corrupt the media is, and I'm not including you. And by the way, I'm including 90% of the media, okay? It's totally corrupt. And you know that better than anybody, in all fairness. But, you know, you probably can't get involved because you want to get a job someday. So <laughs> don't bring it up. As an example, when we talked Charlottesville, I gave a perfect statement, but they cut off the end of the statement where I talked about that. But you know what? I'm really against Antifa. I'm against the radical left. The radical left are the ones burning down our cities. They're burning down our Democrat-run, stupidly-run cities, Greg. The radical left Antifa. And I'm very much opposed to them. And for some reason, they're guarded by the uh, liberals. I don't know why, but it's not happening much anymore because uh, we're, we're finding a lot of things. But the radical left Antifa and those, you look at Portland, it's all Antifa and, and the radical left. So the headlines, by the way. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, just the to begin with, obviously. The 90% rate, like the whole... 90% of the news is I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of um, embellishments out there, right? Like when it comes to like uh, people's viewpoints or whatever it is, they bring on guests with their own opinions and so on and so forth. But there's one truth, right? Like at the end of the day, and and it seems like, you know, he's blaming everything to the radical left, you know, so that in general is like propaganda, right? Like, you know, like you're going to blame everybody for, you know, them for all the problems in the whole wide world and you don't want to you know, blame anything uh, with the Proud Boys and some of their actions and some of the other things that he's had in the past. It, it, you know, now he's got a a media thing. This is something I've, I've spoke to people about in the past. In order for you to nowadays uh, really get noticed in this society, you have to deal with uh, networks, especially when it comes to promotion and stuff like So if you want to you know, Google, Facebook, and all these other places are like the gatekeepers. If you, if you don't, if you can't get past that stuff, um, then you don't. Nobody sees um, what you're you're spewing. So now, some of that, you know, uh, gate the gatekeepers are news organizations, obviously, right? So he can't get his stuff now through Twitter because of the that that uh, was a two thirty bill, right? Is it it's the two thirty bill? Well, he specific it's specifically because he's holding it hostage for the section yeah. two thirty section they, to be. He pulled. actually signed the so, bill. 
he actually signed the bill a, a little while, or he's agreed to sign the bill. I don't know if he's actually going to do it, but I just saw on Facebook that he's going to sign the bill um, that I guess the current one at the 900 billion or whatever it is. I'm not sure exactly like what the the, the status is, but I just saw it pop up. Um, but when I see from, it, I'll believe it. Yeah, me too. That's, <laughs> but um, like I said, like he's he's using his his um uh these things as his bully pulpit, bully pulpit, right, or whatever it is. He's he's using these news organizations to to rally up his crowd and so on and so forth. Um, even with uh, Fox News or whatever, uh, they were willing to pay him I think a hundred million to to stop doing things because I think what was it either OEN or Newsmax ratings were going up while Fox News's were going down. Like they they don't want him to obviously join another network when he gets when he leaves office or create his own network and become competition to theirs or whatever. Um, so, so his voice is powerful and, and, um, the lies that he says and, or the exaggerations that he says, I don't want to necessarily say everything's a lie cause maybe I don't know everything, but it seems like a lot of it's exaggerating and there's no way in hell that he knows, um, that it's all Antifa, you know, there's obviously other organizations and even Antifa is not an organization. It's, it's a, it's a belief, uh, even though people want to label it as an, as an organization, um, you know, he, he, he feels like he wants to blame those people and, and he's got a, 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 you know, media source to do it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, whichever you know, um, I am. I'm actually more interested in how Newsmax has somehow st they stemmed a wave where Fox News could have easily overtaken them and they. They've been at it for a little bit longer since 1998. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the major things is that Fox News lost over, a, uh, I believe it was a billion dollars before mm -hmm. they became profitable. So one of the things that these companies don't necessarily have is the pockets to keep themselves up if they don't keep up um, viewership. And not just viewership. I mean, the whole model has been broken recently. So now you're going to have to get subscribers, really. To on a, in addition to that, to even come close to where, um, though they claim to be the fourth largest, uh, actually OAN claims to be the fourth largest network. So I actually, I don't know if you, it's a kind of a switch a little bit, but not really because it's the same topic. But OANN is really important to talk about because they're the, I think they're the babies that have taken advantage of the system. Um, so it's a cable channel founded by Robert Herring Sr. Uh, and owned by the Herring Networks, launched in July 2013. So they're only seven years old, or eight years old, if you really want to be specific. Uh, founded in 2013 in San Diego, uh, they have a branch in Washington, D.C. and New York City. Um, and they're obviously supporters of Trump. They've been very specific and told others to be outwardly conservative on their network. Um, it's pretty obvious it's not shielded by anything so i don't think that surprises anyone um the the first time really people heard about them is tommy lauren so it's tommy laren sorry to mispronounce <laughs> her name early audiences came from viral rants from this breakout star um and there was a year from august 2014 uh, before leaving uh for glenn beck's the blaze and then to fox nation so she she had an upward trajectory and then she took it because they didn't stay with the network that was it's still very popular amongst people they just you know this is all about
creating profit in their minds, I think. It's not about having an environment where news matters. It's actually about creating your own profit margin for yourself. Um, so OANN is actually more toxic to me because Newsmax is trying to be a, a company that has some uh, fundamentals. Yeah. yeah but yeah. in truth, you know, they gave credence to George Soros to, to these crazy ideas that George Soros both funded a so-called caravan and then collaborated with Nazis as a teenager, <laughs> that there was no chemical weapons attack in Jomia, Syria in 2018, that the Parkland mass shooting survivor David Hogg had been coached for his media appearance by his, by his father, a former FBI agent. Um, since 2018, they have employed Jack Prozobek uh, as a political correspondent and on-air presenter. Prozobek first achieved a degree of prominence as a key player in spreading the Pizzagate scandal. Okay. And this year in the Southern Province, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly why I had to get there, is that this is every crazy idea that you've heard, every Reddit chain that you've might have been attached to, all of these ideas have somehow made it through Newsmax. And I'm not sure who's the creator. You know, I don't know if the people have created these crazy ideas or if the networks themselves are actually seeing a profit from this instead. So if they're seeing a profit from it, they just decided that this is how we're going to grift. Um, I know that Newsmax sends, sells vitamins, so I mean, <laughs> they'll sell you anything. Wow, wow. It's crazy, man. This, you know, it's funny, like, you know, people, it's more like it's like they want to call people fake news, like all these different um, things, fake news, right? But you think about their... Um, gunshots right i don't know it sounds i hate like like banging sounds outside it's weird uh being in newark it can it can be a little crazy out here sometimes um so um what was i gonna say um yeah you know they they, they label people fake news but the their their views and how they're uh telling the news seems to be more unethical than anybody else right like they're, they're like their goal is to make money and and talk about things that help them get the ratings right it's not about uh the actual facts about things and stuff um, it's pretty bad, you know, I, I, I don't know, man, like, at the end of the day, I, I just want, um, more honest reporting, and it seems like, even, even on the left, there's, like, some, you know, like, which we'll talk about, I guess, later, um, moments in which there's misleading information or things so that they can get certain things accomplished, um, for their base, you know, which is, like, either cent center-left, or center right or whatever it is because that's more like the corporate democrat corporate democrat like viewpoint um and things but when it comes to progressives or whatever um they'll lie to progressives too you know like i don't want to say it's all on the right you know that you know they're making up stories and and exaggerating and embellishing things you know what i mean but um yeah this is tough you know the, the, i think we're watching different tiers of the of how that system works some people yeah. are profiting on every single uh, mm -hmm. level of politics. Um, some of them, but the, the, the issue really isn't about the profit. It's about what your reason to make the profit is. Is it to, that you have an ideology? That's why, why it's difficult for me to have more hatred of like a Fox News 
and Newsmax and ON. I I don't follow any of it. I refuse yeah. to take the time to do so. Um, but it's because I don't feel like they're being honest players. I feel like there are very few honest actors on any of those stations. So without that kind of backbone, I, I you lost me. So it's almost weird to think that we have to go save a section of the population from from these people. Like yeah. somehow we have to. I I don't even want to be like you're cro- you got to cross a barrier between all these people. It's not our job to. It's really it shouldn't be our job to do that. Um, but in, yeah, but until people want to do it, I'm not sure what we, what else we're presented with because we have to break some people's brains a little bit. You need, you need to like, yeah, I'm sorry. Part of me feels like, you know, it's a lost cause and just try to like those people willing to listen are the ones that we should talk to. I think that there's a percentage of people that feel a certain way and then another percentage that feel another way. And then there's some people that can be molded. You know, I think my focus is going to be on the ones that are, I'm not, I don't want to say just agree with me, but are kind of open-minded to listen to other people as well. Like I'm open-minded. If a right wing person talks to me and gives me a justifiable reason to feel a certain way, I might agree with certain things, right? You know, I'm going to be open-minded, but if I've gotten to the point where the per, where a person is like, you know, they put up their wall and that wall staying up, I'm not going to waste my time on that. I'm going to, I'd rather waste my time on somebody that could be um, molded into something that, and I don't even mean like to the point where they're just following my beliefs. I want them to be open-minded and to do the research and, and everything else. But at least, you know, that's a better way of living life to like be open-minded. And I feel like, you know, a lot of these right-wing people, even center, even Democrats, man, like they, you they can just they say like left-wing. I mean, we can, just, uh, let's be yeah, honest my, with my each thing other. Is I, left, think that... I don't, I don't think they're left though anymore, man. I really think a lot of them are really centered. Like, it's like they're willing to settle for a lot of things that, you know, like uh, like Obamacare is Romneycare, right? So it's like they're not they don't realize until like it takes uh, like a, a something like COVID to happen that they really would want something like Medicare for all, right? Like it's it, it's they've they've been kind of molded into being a little more center right is okay, you know what I mean? It's it's cool to settle with some of these people. It's cool to accept. Pelosi's decisions and Schumer's decisions and all that other stuff when it's really not like look at where we're at they're, They settled for six hundred dollars a month. That's that's ridiculous. They we know that we need more than that Like they you know, I, I don't know. man. So I know I, I think it's actually important to talk about how They are feckless in their ability to get things done per se yeah, yeah, But yeah. the truth is that the goalposts do keep moving yeah, the goalposts yeah. for the Democratic Party and and I believe that this is Mitch McConnell. This is Lindsey Graham. This is long-term effects of having these people in. Sorry about that. Uh, having these people in the Senate um, and in Congress in general, um, they literally have gerrymandered the system so that it is difficult for someone to come in there and change the system out of a. Let's do the war bill every year and then tie a lot of stuff to it. Like they they're very much knowing of of how to mess with us. They don't care about us. They care about the money, and it's very clear that that's happening. But for some reason, they stay popular in their own states, or or eke out a win at a good sixty percent clip. <laughs> yeah, their, their team is ride or die for them. Like our team has like 
Like th just recently, um, I think the Republican Party is now having like um, fighting within the party. You know what I mean? It, it's been a while since like something like that. They had the Tea Party and all these other different little uh, f factions of like uh, Republicans. But now it's like really like well, they have the Blue Dog Democrats. Let's yeah, yeah. let's be remember that too. Yeah, yeah, and then and then now you have on our side we have the progressives versus like the more center leaning um, Democrats, right? Like people willing to make you know. Uh, you know, exceptions, you know, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do that if we can get this and whatever. No, we need to start putting our foot down. You know, now's the time for a lot of that stuff, especially with all that stuff with supposedly Jimmy Dore and, and AOC. And I don't want to get into too many other topics because, like, I know we said we're going to start try to stay focused. But we need to kind of go on a, on a further left um, fight, you know, to get more than, you know, if we if we ask for a little, we're, we're not going to get any. We've got to ask for a lot and then settle for somewhere in between a lot and a little instead of just asking for a little and then losing something like we've been doing. Like, it seems like we were, well, we just want this little itty bitty then the Republicans say no. And then we, we, we concede, right. We got to ask for Medicare for all and then try to like, you know, work our way to a point where, where it's acceptable for everybody. And they're not even willing to do that. The Democrats call us stupid, right. You know, our own party calls us stupid for thinking about it. So, yeah, no, I think this is actually a, um, important time for our party because we need to have the ability to have these kind of arguments and actually just have these arguments i we do not agree like not us but um as a party we don't agree on multiple issues and we have to accept that we're not we're, we've got to fight on a global front for progressive change so i think that's going to take more well obviously more than biden but it's going to take multiple efforts. It's going to take probably a whole generation, another generation. Like mm -hmm. when I looked at the statistics for a later thing, when they look at uh, Gen Z, they put specifically have them as 18 to 22. So they're talking about people who are kids who are 14 to, to 24, really. You know what I'm saying? So they're talking about that range. And those are the people who are going to need to come out and vote in the future and that's going to be, I mean, I hate, people don't get it. Yes, as you grow older, more people vote. And it's, uh, it's yes, it's a problem to get younger people to vote. But every single time that you do it, you do, obviously, as, as we're seeing in Georgia, it has an effect. And I have, we have a much happier story at the end of the, the show about yeah. that. Do you want to see um, video two? Um, of course. Yeah, let's put this one on. See, so get an opinion on this. The world over the last century, you know, some of those years make 2020 look like a picnic. What has made this year perhaps more difficult was that many of us believe the media. We lived in a social network reality, and we trusted the government to make decisions for us. The virus was used to fundamentally change the way that we view ourselves and our nation, and perhaps for the first time in our history, we became truly subservient to our government. What did China hope to accomplish with this virus? Sure, they wanted to create economic chaos in the West, and they did, but they also understood that there is a powerful strain in our media and our politics that is a shadowy reflection of the ideologies that underpin Chinese government. 
The Chinese understood that politicians afraid of losing their jobs and those who would jump at the chance to exert more control over the American population would really do their work for them. I that's so hard to even talk about because there's China. The, the, I don't even know where that. The, there's just this obvious lie that they're just like, okay, no, we're gonna triple down on it, and we're gonna tell you to come out on broadcast air and say it over and over again until people believe that the virus is China's fault, as if a nation can. As if a, a microbe gives a shit about a country. <laughs> it doesn't care about a country. It just goes, propagates from place to place. And I, I think that it's like the people who want to be applauded for, um, okay, it's the same people who want to be applauded right now for Trump saying that you want $2,000 in stimulus. But at the same time, they want to be applauded for him closing down the border to China back in a, a month too late when he hadn't expressed knowledge of it. They said um, when it was Bernie Sanders who, Sanders who asked for 2000 it was, it was socialist, socialism, right? But now that Trump's mm -hmm. doing it, that's a great idea. Right? I'm like, it's the same thing. It's giving $2,000 to people, right? So it's like, it's just funny. And, and on top of that, to blame China on everything, because I guess the, he wrote in a tweet earlier, um, this is the China virus. Like before all this stuff happened, like earlier today, he was like, this is the China virus. Remember, everybody should get $2,000 because this is a China virus. He keeps saying that stuff. And I'm like, this guy's crazy, man. Like like you said, a virus doesn't care. It's like the flu or a cold or whatever. If you happen to be near it, you can get sick from it. It is what it is. But um, yeah, man, like, like it's just, I don't understand like why it's like, when it comes to like right wing stuff, it's like hate everybody else. America's number one. Like we're perfect. Like the stuff that we're spewing is is. It, I'm starting to feel like I'm in China. Like you know the stuff that they say about China controlling the population and so on and so forth. Some of the stuff that they're saying makes me feel like they're doing the same kind of manipulative things that they'd say other countries do. And um, it, I don't know, man. I I just want I just want some normalcy. It's... I'm hoping when Trump, uh, not Trump, um, when Biden comes in, uh, that we get something that resembles normalcy again you know at least kind of it you know it's not going to be perfect but, but that's that, what what it. i need to say though is that china though okay so there are legitimate issues with the way that we deal with china and have dealt with china for the last uh, probably 30 40 years but um we are allowing them to not take advantage of the system in multiple ways and then now especially after four years of of trump there's not a relationship that we have that is really going to help us. It actually has become such a strong relationship between Russia, China, and some of the Indochina Chinese countries that are there, and that is pop, pop, great for them. It's fantastic. If you you know, it's for us. It's almost that we we have a democratic mindset, and. I think it's good to be pro-democracy. I am pro-democracy. But it's also these people are unfortunately living under a dictatorship as well. And they're using corporations and this kind of large expansion in China, which is a real issue. You know, that's an actual thing that I wish people could talk about. But it's so complicated. And internationally, it's not a topic that is uh, sexy or, or even 
popular to, to, to talk about. Uh, China is just a rising power in our view, uh, economic power to be more specific. What kills me about the whole China thing though is, is it was okay when we were outsourcing to other countries and, and ripping off um, and destroying mm-hmm. the, the stuff here. Now that China has gotten in the mix and because their population is so large and they're able to be more cost effective yes. because they're doing what they're doing. I'm not going to say cost effective in a good way, but you know, they're doing what they're doing so that they can make products cheaper and, and, and easy, easy, more easily accessible for people. Like they're just everything in, in the United States made out of China, almost everything, you know what I mean? So it's like, so what is it? What are they mad at that China kind of like up this one is that at the end of the day what it is that they want to like make china look so horrible we need to start building back in the united states again why because we were abusing other countries you know like to, to take advantage look at what like back in the days in the 80s and 90s gap and all these other um companies were getting their clothes for dirt cheap and everything else out you know outsourcing to other countries but now all of a sudden uh china's you know got something in our market and now they want to cut it out because that's cutting into our our thing, and we don't own as much now because of how China has 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 built itself. That's our stupidity. We should have been building at home and doing the things that we had to do here. Uh, majority of the things, at least, I, we could always outsource to other countries once in a while. But at the end of the day, keep it in house, you know, as much as possible. And they, you know, that's our fault. And now now that we don't well, have, look, good. We we gave them sweetheart. We didn't even. The government gave them some deals, and I don't mean directly gave them deals, but basically they having an approach to trade that was a certain way um, over decades um, allowed them to. And, and it's not honestly. I don't think it's negative if they were in not in a dictatorship. Like, and it's a kind of pseudo dictatorship where they you know it's their president who's going to be president for life and that's something that's very difficult to change you have to change let china change itself i think that's something that we've we've learned is that most of these countries do a better job changing themselves than us coming in and changing them so it's we we've just been ineffective for 4 years that's just the best way to state it is that we've blown 4 years of how we could have changed the direction of our country and we just did not. Um, Not even a huge Clinton supporter, but like seeing that how much of OAN and Newsmax controlled the narrative over those probably eight years or so, because they've been been popular from one place to another by 2013. Um, And by popular, that's up and down, you know, different numbers for different groups. and I just didn't even see it. I, I personally don't think that I will go find watch Newsmax at any point to hate watch it. But just to know how much they changed the way that this nation talked about stuff. Pizzagate was this thing that they propagated. Um, it's, it's crazy how they have um, all this stuff happening. And, like, I think me, you and I are, like, pretty level-minded when it comes to, like, looking at certain news things, calling it for what it is, and moving on to something that's better. Like we look at, uh, I think, you know, decent uh, media sources that allow us to kind of get like a, a more well-rounded uh, perspective. Like I don't like MSNBC either. You know, I don't like CNN at times either. You know, they, they are to me a little more truthful than Fox News and everything else. But I, even then I've seen like blatant like disregard to truths and, and, and exaggerations and all like whatever else happened from them too. So 
I, I try to be open-minded, listen to different things. I even listen occasionally to Fox. I've never, um, until recently, went on to Newsmax until, until I started hearing things about them, um, as well as um, I've heard of OAN and, you know, OANN or OAN. Um, but I never took mm -hmm. the time because of all the stories that I heard about, I'm like, okay, this is just crazy right wing, like, you know, propaganda. I don't need to see this. I know it's nothing I'm going to agree with. I didn't think news when I, what's crazy about Newsmax is when I was going through their site, some of this stuff seems straightforward and whatever, but then I see how some of their, um, uh, discussions that they have with people tend to lean, you know, more right. And I was like, well, I, you wouldn't, you couldn't tell by reading the articles, like, because I was reading the articles. But then when you start seeing the actual shows, you're like, wow, you know, like, I could see why people kind of like, can believe them because their articles look kind of like, you know, straight to the point. And, and some of them actually seem to make sense and, and so on and so forth. But but when you start listening to like how they talk about Trump, you know, won the election, we refuse to, 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 um, acknowledge Biden as the president at the moment and blah, 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 and election fraud. And, you know, and you're like, wow. So, okay, I see where their biases are. You know what I mean? Um, and, and you wouldn't see that with the actual written text that, um, that they have on their websites. Like you wouldn't feel it because of the way they write their articles. Which is well, really it's because it's like a lot of these newspapers that we have that we even we even follow it for whatever reason, like Washington Post, New York Times and mm -hmm. or the Atlantic, I would even say that have some conservative leaning people. Um, it was a Newsmax was a publication first. It is mm -hmm. first off a publication and then a radio kind of thing and then it went to TV. So it, that's why I almost call OAN its toxic brother because it, it it didn't come from publication it came directly from just doing a network and just putting people on air and having inflammatory videos with Tommy Laren yeah. so it's kind of it's it's just inf it's informative it's informative i don't know how that changes how we deal with them because i don't think that we can we have to change individual people's minds to not watch this stuff but uh i mean i think we're in an area that does not have that influence i'm sure there is i'm sure there is right but by the numbers i'm sure we live in an even though they have a bureau in new york and washington dc the most liberal areas i'm sure they're not making their their money off that Do you, you know they're not making their viewership off that do you think that um, because like there's areas where I drive in Jersey and I'm sure it's all over the country where there's like a, a low amount of Internet, you know what I mean? Like they don't have like a lot of access to, to certain kinds of media and Internet access. Um, do you think this affects things? Obviously, if somebody tells somebody it's a lot of word of mouth going on and, and so on and so forth. Do you think that um, the left leaning side is not doing as an efficient job uh, as the right leaning side? in regards to reaching these people is, is, do you think that has a huge effect in it? You know what I mean? Like, um, cause I, I tend to see in like more, you know, farmland area and, you know, or what is it? Rural, I guess would be the term, right? Uh, a lot of, you know, Trump supporters and right leaning people. And they seem to be like, a lot of them seem to be relatively poor, right? From, from my, my, the way it looks, but it seems like they're all supporting Trump thinking like whatever, you know, they're doing is going to be the right decision that's going to help them in the long term, which obviously it hasn't. I don't, I don't see how Trump has benefited this country at all. But, you know, everybody feels that way. Do you think that has a lot to do with it? The lack of um, resources in that sense? 
or, or not? I, I actually unfortunately believe that it's an entrenchment into kind of the culture of re- being a Republican. Um, I, I have waffled between that before. I am, I'm settling recently on the fact that there's a certain cultural phenomenon, which is to hate what is the Democratic Party, which was to basically take away rights. (laughs) Basically, they hate the fact that the Democratic Party switched over into a party that was for the civil rights movement and for like all of these past incidents that take took away resources from white people and gave that to people of color and gave that to poor people. Um, And I think there's always been this kind of nostalgia for a time where people who were well off or middle class to upper middle class basically had it nice enough that they could ignore the pain of others. Mm -hmm. So right now they're in a situation where they're seeing a lot of people hurting and they want to ignore it. They want to ignore it and they're doing whatever they can to psychologically put that in the corner. Um, and they can do it loudly now, you know, that's the difference. They can do it much in a, a group. There's these groups that are just, I guess they're grassroots groups. I mean, I hate their militias, you know, they're people like that, but it is a grassroots movement that that's what scares me the most is that it's, it's as um, natural as like the way that the black lives matter movement came along. It's this natural feature of the, the, the progress, which is dangerous, but it might be actively necessary. You need to almost have such a ridiculous outcome to, to deal with, to then change people's minds, you know, maybe that's what I'm hoping as a person <laughs> i'm gonna cut to video three so like we could see some of the wildness of like the way people feel about the media and stuff okay where'd you get your news from <laughs> oan baby oan <laughs> they're a lot more honest than you even fox news is crooked welcome to our new viewers if you're watching newsmax tv or one america news you are hearing lies that President Trump is going to win a second term. Trump won the election. He'll win the recount. He'll win in court. Right now, Joe Biden is pretending to be the president-elect. Now that Fox has joined the mainstream media in censoring factual reporting. Fox News is going to tell you to sit on your couch and accept that this election was stolen from you like a good little, you know, person. Newsmax has not called the election for Joe Biden. Not because we support Donald Trump, because we support democracy. Every vote should count, Brian. Wow. <laughs> uh, Rudy, yep, that is the uh, the owner of Newsmax, or the director of Newsmax, I apologize. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's, that's what I mean. I don't know if I can change that person's mind. That person is not going to be receptive to me or a lot of the people that we know. And it doesn't matter how intelligent you are at some point. I think that there's a gap where you have to fight for the people who are youngest and are just coming up and now are developing their thoughts. Um, And you you can change the minds of people who are older. I just think that it has to happen much more naturally. 
it needs to almost like hit them like a brick you know that or or by people that they trust a lot of it is like a trust issue like well this left guy is trying to brainwash me or like whatever you know what i mean like at the end of the day they need like family or friends that they trust uh to actually convince them that's why a part of me says like i'm not even going to try to convince those people i want people that are you know a little more able to be molded man at the end of the day that's you know the fact that they're saying all that stuff knowing that you know how how did the whole country lie like why is it if we made a lie if we we cheated the election for for biden why wouldn't we have done it for all the other um you know the senate and the and the congress down ballot, down ballot i mean it's a, you know it's, a I mean? <laughs> it's a crazy argument all yeah. the down ballot candidates then we would have just ransacked that too and then in yeah. the end we we got to a much more complicated that's that's actually what pisses me off sometimes is that we could got, get into a much more complicated conversation about the tapestry of America and about how different like the groups of people who voted for Trump really were. There's a small swing of urban people who voted for, for uh, not for Biden, excuse me, for Trump. That is weird. And there's a showing that, you know, women voted predominantly for Biden. Um, I would love to have that kind of discussion and talk about that, but we can't even have like a scientific discussion, not you and me, but the yeah. population can't have a scientific discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he lost the popular and the electoral college, but people still deny it. You know what I mean? And, and like, what is it? The sixth, they certified on the sixth or whatever uh, of yes. January. And supposedly Which couldn't you know, go any faster. Yeah, you know, it's scary though because I'm hearing things about people like, you know, disrupting it, you know what I mean? So or or calling that day the day that they're gonna do rebellions and like whatever. I don't know. It's it's a scary thought. You know, we we're not over until it's over, bro. Like I feel like you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. figure, okay, the electoral college did their thing, so it's a done deal. The courts did their thing, it's a done deal. Six hasn't come yet, they haven't certified it yet, so that's not to me it's not a done deal until Biden's in office and Trump is gone, you know what I mean? And even then, with all the wild stuff that's happening nowadays, you know, these crazy people are still out there. So nothing's really ever done, you know what I mean? I, I'm just hoping, you know, like they'll set, you know, like with the Barack, um, uh, they ended up, of, you know, they hated it, but they kind of was like, okay, whatever, and they let it go, you know what I mean? They had their opinions, they always were trying to say all these nasty things and do these nasty things, but nothing really came came of it. These um, Trump sycophants, you know, what I mean? it's like, I don't know, man. It's 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 scary, bro. I don't I don't know what I don't know what to say about that. I'm I, I hope it ends. I I really hope um by inauguration, like we're in a good place, you know. But who the hell knows, right? We'll see in time. But um, so yeah, and then the whole thing with the election, like we were discussing about the election, it's endangering people, right? You know, so. Yeah, I mean, this is actually a good time to move to Newsmax and OAN and their the, the Trump campaign being sued for voting for the for basically slandering a campaign a systems worker. Uh, in a lawsuit filed Tuesday in Colorado District Court, Eric Coomer, director of product strategy and security for Dominion, stated the allegations of voter fraud are false and baseless. So Dominion has been talked about multiple times. It's a Colorado-based uh, voting systems company um, where most of, a lot of, about half of the voting machines came from. And there is a ridiculous Sidney Powell 
ridiculously called him out. So the lawsuit names as defendants the Trump campaign, Rudy Giuliani, Trump advisor Sidney Powell, conservative media outlets One American, American News Network, and Newsmax Media. The right-wing website Gateway Pundit and Colorado business and activist Joseph Altman, among others. Um, basically, Trump called the Dominion voting system a disaster, and now everybody is going out of their heads and using Dominion as a means to... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you say you discredit the election when William Barr has to the AG that you currently have have has said that there's no way that there was election fraud. So I also need to say that Altman, who is a conservative Colorado conservative activist, claimed that Coomer made anti-Trump comments on Facebook. The lawsuit acknowledged that Coomer made comments critical of the president on his own private Facebook page. Now he says the page is inactive. So that is just pure chilling effect. Yeah. Like, and that's, I don't know how Trump still has this power right now. He's supposed to be in a lame duck session and kind of he has, these people have lionized this kind of attitude of going after your, after these people. Yeah. So they're just like, he's hiding. This man is hiding. Um, I apologize. What was his name? Coomer. Eric Coomer. Uh, yes. Coomer. Yeah. Eric Coomer is in hiding right now. That's just not how it should be, be, right? Basically doxing. They, he had said, well, we have video or whatever of it, basically, you know, where he explains, um, you know, the stress he's under. But, you know, he basically said he's been doxed. Uh, his family's getting, um, you know, threats, a bunch of people, things, you know, his coworkers. You know, it's a shame, man. You know, these these people are just doing their job, and they act like they can go in there like these are computer technicians, and you know what I mean? Like they they they, they put them in all all in one barrel or bucket or whatever it is, and blame everybody for whatever they don't feel is right. Um, and now these people's lives are being threatened by crazy people, you know. But um, I'll put on the video so you could uh, the, they can see what's going on. The Coomer character who is close to Antifa, he specifically says that they're going to fix this election. Let me ask you about this guy, Eric Coomer. He's, I think he, he works for Dominion. He said, supposedly, don't worry about Trump. I've already, uh, I've already made sure he's going to lose the election. Are, how, is, that, is that true, for, for starters? And is, yes. It's true. You have that? You have that? It's true. In Coomer's case, he was in a position of power to actually act upon his rage against Trump and Trump voters. What does he mean when he says, Trump won't win, I made effing sure of that? Nothing? Eric, thank you for coming on. First, I, I do need to say that there is no evidence that you or your company did anything to manipulate or steal any election. Fleet. Uh, what I've experienced over the last um, six weeks uh, has been a complete upheaval of my life. Um, as you mentioned, uh, I have been in hiding uh, in, a, in a secure location. Uh, I have not been able to um, return to my normal life um, since all of these baseless accusations uh, came out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm currently, uh, for security reasons for both myself and my, my colleagues, I am currently on leave from my position, so I'm, I'm not working. Um, I'm still employed with the company, but uh, I am on leave due to the security concerns. Day, uh, various guests, attorneys, and elected officials have appeared on Newsmax and offered opinions and claims about Smartmatic and Dominion systems. 
both companies that offer voting software in the U.S. And uh, Newsmax would like to clarify its news coverage and note that it has not reported as true certain claims made about these companies. There are several facts our viewers and readers should be aware of. Newsmax has found no evidence that either Dominion or Smartmatic owns the other or has any business association with each other. We have no evidence that Dominion uses Smartmatic software or vice versa. No evidence has been offered that Dominion or Smartmatic use software or reprogram software that manipulated votes in the 2020 election. So that's pretty funny how like they're talking about in the beginning, all this stuff about Dominion, the guys threat getting threats and all this other stuff. And then Newsmax had to recant um, all that stuff at the end. That's the, you know, I should have paused it, you know, before that little segment to explain that this is where they're, you know, saying, oh, you know, uh, we kind of screwed up. <laughs> you know, they might as well have said it like that. Right? We screwed up and, well, and we didn't mean it, but it's, it's kind of too late. It's about liability. Yeah, but you no, know, it's, it's completely crazy. about live. It's too late, a little too late, right? Now he's still getting threats. Who's actually going to see it? How many times did they air that is the question. You know what I mean? How many times has the public seen that? There's people out there that live in a bubble. They see something once, and all of a sudden they're pissed off for life. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's crazy, bro. Uh, these These people... You know, have their lives being threatened. A lot of politicians get their lives threatened just for wanting to do their job. You know what I mean? And, and that's not fair, bro. Uh, like, I'm, that that really enrages me, the fact that this guy has to, you know, he's doing an election. He's, he, he's putting himself at risk, you know, with all these people trying to get democracy done. And instead, you know, these people are threatening him and, and, and pointing a finger at somebody to point the finger at it, it that's always the case with politics that it's always somebody's fault that somebody didn't get their way instead of accepting the fact that you know things happen you know and and it doesn't always go your way you know and and this guy's poor family is and his life is affected by it it's a damn shame man i, I you know i'd be pissed if that was my i mean i'm pissed as as not being a family member you know what i mean but if that was one of my family members i'd, I'd be livid um, to believe that this person got has to live somewhere else, he can't do go about his normal day. He's got to worry about people. You know, oh, man, I'm sorry, I'm going on. It's annoying. No, it's all right. It, it it's terrible. It's a terrible situation for this. I mean, he's just an analyst, and not even an analyst. He's a. I mean, he's directing a a consulting company, so he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he deserves this kind of. Pressure. Like he, didn't, to he, he didn't create the program, right? He, he didn't, didn't even create the program. I mean, yeah, he's so, just the director for the program. Yeah, but you know, he. But to some people, he's worth being killed for, right? Which is crazy. You know, that's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's very interesting because we won't talk about it because I, we don't have really enough information right now. But the incident that happened in Nashville with the the, it seems to have focused on knocking out telecommunications mm -hmm. and, and a specific AT&T hub. Um, that is just, it just sounds, I hate to say it, it sounds like it's some crazy right-wing idea to help everybody. And then he just, I don't know. I This is one of those things where I can't help but think that it was a right-wing person. They found and the body. They, they they said the guy, there was one body that was on the scene, and it, it was him. Supposedly he was uh, trained 
uh, and explosives as well as trained. And I don't know that much about the person, so I don't want to like, you know, that, talk too much about it, but that, and, that and new something about alarms. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm not exactly sure what the whole details are. I guess we'll hear more about it later, but it does sound like some crazy right wing, whatever it could, you know, but it's funny how, um, when it first started, I heard something like Trump saying, or somebody saying that it was probably something with Antifa or like whatever I heard. I, I mean, I can't, you know, I don't want to vouch for what I think I heard. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure who it was from, but I heard something about like, like it's probably a leftist thing that it, it came from somebody from the left. I don't believe that at all. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't believe that it doesn't seem like a type of thing that they would do. Like, what's the point, you know, but excuse bless me. You. No problem. Thank you. But, um, yeah, man, this is a crazy times. I, there was also, I don't know if it's true because it was on Daily Mail, and Daily Mail is not, I don't necessarily think it's a. No, it was just posted thing. on CNN. I'm uh, I'm actually just reading through no, the no, article no, no. now. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about there was a threat supposedly on the Empire State Building on Daily Mail, I saw. So I don't know if that's credible uh, or not, but I saw something online that said that too. So people are, I don't know, man, it's a scary thing, man. Like with these crazy people, like, I don't know what to trust and what not to trust. I'm going to stick to myself until things settle down, keep my family and, and the people I care about, like, you know, not saying totally isolated, but you know, as much out of the public, you know, areas as possible to keep my son at home until school, school the school year's over, um, you know, go shopping or do like, we basically pay for, um, pickup. Like we go, we, we go to ShopRite or whatever supermarket BJ's or whatever it is. We order it and then we go to pick it up. So we don't have to be in the stores and stuff. We're, we're you know, we're trying to avoid all that stuff. Cause it's just people acting like foolish nowadays, man. You know, but, um, anyways, um, I feel yeah. like actually that's more of a product of 2016's the, the, the whole fervor after that, that it has to do with COVID. I think that it, it's an accelerant yeah. to the issue, but I think that it empowered certain people and it also drove some, some people off the cliff a little bit about things. They just, they don't have the, um, coping I don't skills. want to say attention span. The coping skills is probably a good way to say it, yeah. actually. I feel, I feel like a lot of people that are like losing their minds. Like, I don't want my life to change so drastically and all this other stuff. Like, dude, man, we're all suffering the same way, man. Like, let's try to make it the best and easiest for everybody else. But some people can't do that. Some people literally, I don't want to insult people with mental issues or whatever it is. But there are people with mental issues going through this. There's people without, you know, drug addictions. There's people, you know, different types of uh, people out there. Somebody, um, well, we talked about this before, like um, how some people are so used to not necessarily having their way, but things being in a certain kind of like state for them that just threw them off the rails. You know what I mean? Like they're losing it. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm I'm used to a little bit of chaos in my life. You know, I've I've struggled with financial issues. I've struggled with relationship issues. You know, a lot of different things, ups and downs, or whatever. Some people have had it their way like their whole life, and now all of a sudden this is like kind of derailed everything, and they don't know what to do with themselves, and so they're going to what they know most, and now their news organizations are are giving them reasons to 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 believe other things that, you know, are way too far extreme. They think that. Uh, giving people health care is, a, you know, like on the like for the Democratic Party, they're like, oh, we can't go that far for this. That's too much. Same thing with the Republicans. Oh, that's socialism or this or that and whatever. But no, we need these things right now. Maybe we can go back to normalcy, like 
later on. But right now, we got to do something extreme in order for us to kind of like, um, you know, calm the waves that are going on right now. You know, we're, we're, we're going through a lot of stuff, and it's not going to happen if we sit on our asses and just pray that it goes back to normal. We actually have to make an effort and actually change, actually change things in the meantime for, for things to get better. But some people, they, they just can't grasp, grasp that. They, they can't adapt. So I'm going to be the contrary one that said that, that is going to say that the 2008 election of Obama actually didn't help us as a movement in some ways because though it's 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 so there's so many layers to that i think that like it just gave this country a passive idea that it was better than it was that it was doing things correctly and somehow like it's so we're so crossed up right now like there are certain policies that trump wants that make sense for us we should be out of afghanistan but honestly, what he did was he pulled us out of an area without, you know, really thinking about what the timeline is for that. So when it comes down to it, we've been there so long that it, it, it matters what happens when we just leave. It, we've created such a problem for ourselves since, I mean, you, would, you can say forever if you really want to talk about it, right? But um, – that's why the Make America Great Again slogan is one of the most annoying ones because it has no presence in reality. There was no point where America was great for all of these groups of people. There's only one or two groups of people that profited or did well because of that kind of mentality. And that's what we're trying to, we're having, trying to better America, where America was supposed to be this continuing goal of getting better. And I know there's some obvious fights in the beginning of our country over slavery, et cetera, but it was part of kind of attached to the document that like things keep changing, things will always change. And we are not doing our job reforming those major ideas that are in the constitution that are outdated now. And I, I mean, there's just a lot of outdated thoughts that we have to combat and go at real hard. Like the, you're, we, I've been thinking about the Medicare for all thing. And I still agree with my, like, um, it is not good to try to force AOC to, to push a vote, especially because it's not like she's the one with all the credibility in the world to bring up a bill and force a, if you're have Maxine waters come up with the Medicare for all, and then at the end of the day, if she loses on it, it's not going to put her career in peril. Yeah. I mean, let's just be truthful. And I, why is it wrong to talk about the politics of progressives? Like, I mean, them as politicians as well. I mean, that means that there's some negatives and there's some positives, that they have some power. But the truth is that they would like to lock her out of, of having as much power as she could. They know how popular she is. The two things that I want to say about the well, first one is about the Make America Great Again. In my mind, I think is put the blinders back on. You know what I mean? Like to 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 to, to go back to normal and just 
be blind to all the stuff that's like kind of horrible that that America does. You know, that's that's how I look at make America great again because that's what people were doing. They had their blinders on. They were doing whatever they're doing. They were purchasing things from countries where they had slave labor and all sorts of crazy things going on. Uh, that we were mistreated, you know, here uh, with the Medicare, not the Medicare, but the healthcare system or whatever. Um, everything that that this country, I don't want to say everything that this country has done is is bad, but you know, it's like everybody's settled to an extent, you know, instead of actually getting something that our t tax dollars and our hard work should have uh, helped us, you know, we deserve, you know, health care. We deserve certain things that, in my mind, uh, this this uh, COVID thing has definitely made me feel that, um, that it, you know, it's proven that we, we deserve more as a country, you know, the citizens of this country. Now, in regards to the whole force to vote thing, like, I understand your point, too, and, and part of me, like, definitely agrees because you don't want to take one step forward, three steps back, right? You want to, you want things to keep moving in a direction where eventually change will happen, but then at the same time, it's like, Trump has given me the, 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 the feeling that um, things are going to be super more, you know, more extreme down the line, like when the next election comes, we're going to have a smarter maybe more sophisticated um, election where, where the person is going to be just as bad, if not worse than Trump and smarter, you know what I mean? So like, when are we going to get these things ha to happen? Like, but then you'd also, like you said, don't want to force things down uh, at some point down people's throats. Um, because if you force people to make decisions like Medicare for all, um, you know, like the public, they'll, is, they'll hold on to it. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, oh, our, our government's crooked or this, that socialism, you know, like, you're going to make it worse for the next election. And so when they come, when it comes to election, more of these anti, you know, uh, social issues, you know, social um, views uh, type of people are going to come out and vote against it. You know, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of, it's, it's a, a really complicated game of chess, you know, and at the end of the day, and I don't know what the answer is, but part of me says we kind of have to fight hard now. But then at the same time, it's like if you fight too hard, you might overshoot what you want and end up screwing it up even worse. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's 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 a hard topic, you know, and and like I could instead of infighting within the the progressive thing, because that's what, you know, a lot of people are doing now. They're fighting amongst themselves, which I think benefits the cent centrists and uh as well as the more far right people um it benefits them you know what i mean they want us to fight they want us to have problems in the democratic party you know what i mean so so it's like it's a lose-lose at the end of the day we got to really um uh, be careful of how we approach this um i just think that the more we put the the, the um information out there the more people decide okay maybe this will be the thing like that's the purpose of the show right like we're we're out here hopefully going to show some views that maybe somebody will agree with maybe they'll disagree maybe we'll give them a reason to you know think twice about it maybe they'll still feel the same way about it at the end of the day but now they have a different perspective that down the line if they hear it from somebody else might Im impact them in a way where they might change their mind later on down the down the road you got to kind of like get the the message out there at some point you know you don't want to make them mm -hmm. so uh discouraged with that message that it's a complete shutdown you know they don't want to no medicare for all socialism you know giving people money socialism no you know communism you know that's evil you know but in reality it's not you know we're all at the end of the day the intentions it's all about intentions right you want to help people i don't think 
saying that people got to get off their bridges and bridges or whatever it is and, and get a job and do this and do that, like, you know, is necessarily helpful. That's a lot of talk. That's not helping people that can't get these jobs that you're claiming. Like, I get into arguments all day about on Facebook and, and Instagram about people that say, oh, there's so many opportunities. You might not like your the, the job opportunities out there, but there's jobs out there. But yeah, but what? those jobs are paying crap money you know what i mean you can't pay those bills that you like you know they say oh the the, the um the housing um market or whatever is, is, is crumbling and people are going to be homeless well why don't you get a job there's jobs out there i'm like what if the job pays like eight dollars an hour and the person's rent you know what i mean they're not qualified for these other jobs out there or the you know the opportunities are, are scarce then they got to settle for a job that doesn't pay much so they still got to worry about food they got to worry about their 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 apartment or their house their children that, that that doesn't help anything you know what they really need to do is is like i said you know plenty of times is give people stimulus but of course we got this stupid discussion it's been nine months since the, i think it's been nine months since the last stimulus right and they're still yeah. debating on whether or yeah. not to give people anything more than six hundred dollars you know that's you know I, that, this is why I say I don't I don't count on anything at this point. I don't count on the government. I don't count on you know like friends and family, other people that that, that I count on, and the people that I'm willing to help. Everything else it, that you can't do any more than that. I, I can I can I can try to help the community to to an extent, but nobody has the resources. And they're, what they're doing is is they're crippling more and more people, which is reducing the resources to help the community. So eventually, when when the crap hits the fan. We can't do anything. They want to keep production going up, right? So they can keep manufacturing things. But what happens when people have have no money? They can't buy these things. So the, the these businesses are going to suffer too. So what? You're going to keep inflating these businesses with, with trillions of dollars of our tax money that we can't even buy anything for? Like it's just going to sit there. Um, what is it? Richard Wolf was talking about what ends up happening is they're going to inflate all this stuff, right? Uh, like the, not inflate, but give all this money into uh, these corporations. We can't buy anything. And then at the end of the day, these people got to sell off their, their, their assets, these big companies, which opens a, an opportunity for people who actually have to buy these things at reduced costs. At the end of the day, it seems like all it does is, is benefit the people that have the money. And at the end of the day, we're going to be screwed. You know what I mean? And, and, and eventually that cycle is going to keep going to the point where all businesses are going to be affected. So, yeah, somebody might be able to buy those those assets for, for, for less money. So what, though? We still can't buy the stuff, right? So at the end of the day, nobody has it. Nobody has that extra money except the government. It's just and, and the people pocketing the money and, and investing and making more money off of it. You know, it's 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 vicious, bro. The whole thing is vicious, and I I don't know. I'm going off a topic a little. I'm sorry, but but it, it's it all right. Is, we should move on to MSNBC. We yeah, should talk yeah. about them since. Um, so to speak on MSNBC is kind of complicated because M- when we talk about MSNBC, we have to understand that they have already leaned off the left winged kind of messaging since 2015. So they've been going after a more corporate, and I and we say more corporate because they are a corporate entity as it is already, um, and they have gone with a much more center, uh, pandering to the never Trumpers kind of angle. Um, so when we talk about that, um, I'm not sure if you want to. I mean, just to give an incidence of this, MSNBC's anchor Chris Matthews compared Sanders' victory in Nevada of last year. Uh, to a Nazi invasion of France, 
MSNBC host Chuck Todd quoted a conservative column on the air that likened supporters to brown shirts. So it's kind of just the the attack that most of us know about at this point, which is that MSNBC kind of has a negative correlation with progressives as a whole. Um, I, I actually don't even want to focus on that unless you have a feeling about that, because my feelings are kind of crossed about it. I, I understand where they're coming from and it disturbs me, but at the same time, I've almost gotten to the acceptance mode. You know, I've kind of gotten to what CNN is trying to do and I got into an acceptance mode I know what Fox is doing, so, see, you know, what see, do you that's, think? That's the thing, because we're, we're enlightened people, you and I, right? <laughs> Everybody else, they, they're in their bubble, and they see this stuff. Like, you know, like I, I've said before, my mother watches MSNBC a lot. And so her viewpoints, uh, you know, when I talk to her, tend to be a lot of uh, talking points from their, their, their stuff, right? She, she says things about Bernie, you know, like, oh, Bernie's, a, a lot of that's talk. A lot of that's talk. Where's the actions? Or, you know, this, that, and whatever. Bernie's made, ha, had a huge influence on um, a lot of things that have happened recently. You know, he, he's, he's opened things to discussions where, where things that weren't originally discussed, you know what I mean? Um, but, um, you know, a lot of people tend to watch these uh, news organizations, you know, MSNBC, uh, uh, what is it, uh, CNN, uh, even BBC and all these other, they're all like that. They all have their viewpoints. They all have their biases. But I've noticed, like, with MSNBC, like, during the last um, primary, there was a lot of, uh, I feel, lies and, and, and dece you know, deceiving things. Like, they had people coming on, making comments that, you know, I saw with my own eyes. I was like, that's that's BS, you know, and, 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 and then they push it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like whatever for ratings, sort of like what we were talking about earlier with um, OAN. It's I feel like a lot of this stuff they're doing also is for ratings, uh, because people want to hear the, the the drama and the and the and and the stuff within the party. They're like, oh, progressives, this they're trying to go too far and blah 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 blah. And Bernie Sanders is a womanizer, or he said this or did that. And I'm like, well, where's the proof of it? You know, like you guys could talk all the talk you want to talk, but nobody recants it. And when they do. It's a little statement here and there that nobody's ever going to see. It's already made its negative effect, um, you know, at that point. The only reason why uh, Chris, Chris Matthews or whatever this guy's name is or whatever uh, went through what he did is because he, he made a comment that had to deal with Nazis and, you know, uh, Jews and everything else. And Bernie Sanders, I guess maybe because he's a Jew, maybe it offended people. I don't know what, you know... To why people decide to pick this as a particular reason um, to to get at Chris Chris Matthews, but there were plenty of other situations where where things should have been addressed, and it, they didn't make a you know big statement like it, it. It takes like an extreme thing to come out of somebody's mouth for them to actually uh, uh, make you know get get the the, the anchor and you know in trouble or whatever it is, and and even then it's like. It doesn't help anything with the public. The public still doesn't see the viewpoint because it's barely spoke about um, or, or acknowledged. You know what I mean? They're like, well, we fired Chris Matthews. That came and went. And they still, you know, I don't think it made a big difference on a lot of people's viewpoints towards Bernie. Um, other than the fact that you got I people mean, that agree with I think with that it. has a lot. I think that has a lot to do with people's opinions of Sanders already. I think yeah. that this is actually a weakness that happened in the Sanders campaign is that 
they tried to reach out to the middle of the road too much instead of reaching out to, uh, well, black and indigenous people, really. So he just didn't do well enough in a lot of areas. And I do, I agree, though, that that's actually more complicated because the South Carolina primary is kind of a mess hall of older uh, black supporters, and they're not going to necessarily support Bernie Sanders. Them, they're, they're going to go after somebody they know, and they know Biden. So I, this is MSNB, me almost MSNBC picking at things, viewers, right? Like viewers of MSNBC, yes, the ones that they are, most likely are MSNBC. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, they're they're, they're already manipulated, and then they take a, a a black what is it, governor or mayor? Who was what was um. Uh, was it, uh, Clyburn? Was it in South it Carolina? Clyburn. Clyburn is in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the the guy who was um, who basically converted like once it created a downfall for Bernie Sanders. Like that one, that one primary, is what set the whole thing off. That and everybody else quitting and supporting Biden. You know what I mean? And I'm not mad. You know, it Jim is what Clyburn. it is. But there was nothing, um in my mind, that was uh, of substance in any of that, other than the fact that you had a news organization, and this is what I said before with the news organizations, if you have a voice, you have a big bully pulpit that, that could say, this person's bad, this isn't the way we're supposed to think, we need to reach towards the center, we need to work with people, and blah, 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 and you have millions of people watching it, then those millions of people are going to tell all their friends, like, oh, I don't know about Bernie Sanders. I'm hearing all this stuff on MSNBC. It's the same thing with all of them. You know, instead of everybody being uh, unbiased, they're, they're sitting there with their opinions. Like, this isn't, to me, news. It's more, um, what's the word, uh, opinionated points. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not news. This isn't news. This isn't saying what's going on this is a bunch of people talking heads like like um you know and we to some extent that's what we're doing right we're we're giving our opinion and, and, and our viewpoints but at least we're going on both sides of the table we're talking about right wing um how how they do things and how it affects the public and we're also talking about uh, uh democrats as well right you know at the end of the day that they're all have their, their their lobbyists and their influences that that make them do what they're doing instead of being, um, you know, neutral to the whole thing, you know. And, and well, the thing is that if we were really going to talk about the left wing or the or the left is part, of, we need to actually talk about how sensationalism in the the way that you have to set up your YouTubes and your mm-hmm. the media that you do independently is right now. So there's a lot of I would say that a lot of independent organizations fall under a rabbit hole that they unfortunately need to be in where it's, you have to have a sensationalized headline. Um, And I don't enjoy it. Like I am a a young Turk supporter. I will say that I have no problem with saying that, but I will say that there are certain elements where I think that, you know, the titling for something is just going too far as into overexcite the crowd and to overexcite your base. So you get into the bubble after bubble after bubble because people get turned off by that messaging. And there's a lot of messaging from a lot of these different groups of people. And they hit different people. Like MSNBC, I think, literally is hitting all of these middle of the line, never, and I would say never Trumpers because these are people that would maybe vote Republican in different in a different life scenario. If life had changed, um, they might vote for... Uh, a 
I mean, in like New Jersey, for instance, that's a great mm-hmm. indication. Like that's some place that voted for a Republican Congress, uh, Republican uh, governor for a while and then did not want to have a Congress that was Republican. They did a mostly Democratic co- Congress in state, at least, mm-hmm. and in uh, in national elections. So it's we need to understand. I, I'm not even sure how to my counterpoint to a lot of this is. I don't want to just bag on MSNBC. MSNBC is almost too easy to draw from because you have the Oberman stuff that happened in the past, the clear indication that they didn't want to deal with left-wing politics. We know that. Like, it's almost easy picking to me. Like, it's harder to talk about CNN. And when, like, for instance, MSNBC has been doing a good job bringing on some progressive people every once in a while. And they're doing... They're doing a better job now. I actually watched a video with Morning Joe this uh, that happened today. But you could tell how nervous. Um, I always forget her name, unfortunately. I don't watch Morning Joe every day. Uh, what's uh, what's Joe? What's Garbaro's wife's name? I forgot. Uh, it's, <laughs> just gonna, it's 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 gonna. You know what? I I gotta Ke- give Megan her enough Kelly? respect no, to at least. It's not Megan Kelly. No right? hell no, Megan Kelly. Know, that's man, a whole I'm other. Not, we should even, We should go back. We should go back to OAN for that. Mika Brzezinski. That's why. Okay. Mika Brzezinski. Okay. So Mika Brzezinski, you could tell just how nervous she was in this kind of. It was a crowd of three black, uh, intellectuals talking about a book, and then one extra person. You know what I'm saying? So she's just trying to talk about, say, on topic for this interesting discussion about how to uh, not in- ignore progressives. And you could just mm-hmm. kind of tell that she was just like, this is not the discussion I want to have. And that's kind of what we need to do. Like, we need to make them a little uncomfortable. So I have to give MSNBC that. So that's my c- counterpoint to it. Um, honestly, I don't think that this strategy works for them as a news network. I think they can't stay at the middle of the the line at sooner or later they're going to have to decide if they are the full-on uh, i don't know center party kind mm-hmm. of news network and then bore everybody to death and then nobody will watch it yeah. <laughs> or or go further i don't know i think that that's i think that's their path unfortunately is that i don't know what's going on There's... fox fox thinks that they're um with some happening outside? Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't worry about it. It's... No, no, that's cool. I can't hear anything. I just hear like a little, like it sounds like a like a radio or something, not too loud. But anyway, what was I going to say, in regards to, um, it's funny how Fox and everybody wants to call them MSNBC, like super uh, liberal and TIFA supporters and whatever else. And in reality, it's like, as progressives, I look at them like, you know what I mean? And the same thing with like Biden, you know, they support Antifa and this and that. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> it's like, you know, I wish, you know, um, to some degree that Fox News views on, on MSNBC were more correct. I, like you said, like, I, I'm happy with it. I see like Sam Cedar and a couple of other people going on MSNBC and um, getting lucky enough to show their faces once in a while. And it's nice to get it out there. But, you know, like once in a while to me doesn't really isn't as effective as actually having you know, people there all the time, you know what I mean? And it, it's mm-hmm. the only reason why Bernie Sanders is getting a, a voice is because um, Bernie Sanders is Bernie Sanders. He's done a lot and he's, he's, he's made a, a name of himself, you know, with all this stuff that he's been doing with the primaries. But 
once he starts becoming unpopular, I don't think I'm going to see much of him there. Um, I, I don't know. Have you seen AOC? I don't know if I've seen AOC on MSNBC too often. Not um, on MSNBC. Or, or any, or maybe. I, I think I've seen Rokana. No, Kana. not in a while. I think I've seen Rokana on it. You know, the, occasionally you'll, you'll catch a couple people. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I think the topics, though, that they talk about really aren't, like, really um, – in my views, like something that's going to grab a lot of attention to the public. I think it's like a lot of filler content. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like it's really like something that, because I don't hear too much reporting about it afterwards. If it was such a huge deal, you would hear it on, on the progressive networks. This person was on blah, blah, blah more often. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, what discourages me is is like if it's not, doing the things that their donors want, like 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 basically like with this article that we have with the MSNBC broadcasting lies, uh, this time about Bernie Sanders opening speech and refuses. This is an older thing that happened uh, to, to Bernie or whatever. That really bothers me. Um, you know, let me cut back to this view. Um, it bothers me a lot that they can make a mistake and not admit it. And that's what a lot of these news organizations do. They, they do what they do until a lawsuit comes, and then that's when they do do something. Or if they start losing money through their their uh, donors, not donors, but their um, sponsors or whatever, that's the only time they actually make an effort to, to correct themselves. And, um, you know, to me, I think maybe not as bad as Fox, but, you know, they're pretty bad as well. Well, what is as bad as Fox? That's the thing. Um... Fox's numbers still are pretty solid. They're still the number one rated cable news network. So it's 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 important. Like this is interesting for me that we had these this, this discussion today because I don't follow any of these networks. I don't follow Fox. I don't follow AON. I don't even follow like Reddit's and 4chan's that that would give me that information. Um, I might have to at this point, um, which is hard to realize is that I might have to get to the point where I'm digesting news that is disgusting to me, you know? Yep. So we're going to get to that point. But I think that's a necessary part of it where we're identifying the problem as much as possible. Yeah, I'm going to cut to the Bernie thing so that um, we could see what's going on. Like this is old footage, but it, you know, this is like kind of what we've been kind of talking about. not mention race or gender until 23 minutes into the speech and just for point of comparison i went back and looked at elizabeth warren's opening speech for example she mentions race and discrimination in the first paragraph so that's a big difference and as somebody who is a black woman knowing that black women are going to be poor constituency for any democrat who hopes to win the nomination I was looking to hear messaging specifically for my community, and I did not, at least until 23 minutes into the speech. Today, at our very first rally, I want to welcome you to a campaign which says loudly and clearly that the underlying principles of our government will not be greed, hatred, and lies. It will not be racism, sexism, xenophobia, homophobia, 
and religious bigotry. It will not be tax breaks for billionaires and efforts to throw millions off the health care that they currently have. This campaign is going to end all of that. So he sets off the speech with everything she said, didn't say, which is kind of crazy, right? But she said he didn't say. Uh, no. I mean, this is what, that's just selective hearing. I mean, yeah. that's, I, I, I worry about it for obviously for people who weren't actively listening to what Bernie Sanders said. That makes sense. Um, I think that it's in their natural instinct to assume that he wasn't doing enough. Um, I, I don't know how to feel about it because that means that there's a, there's a rift between even like my constituents, basically the people who I identify with, there's a rift of like trust between anybody who, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to say is acceptable other than a black candidate, which is fine. I just think that that is going to be, that's going to kill us because we need to understand that it's going to be people of all different types that are going to save us from ourselves in a way. They're going to be all people who are different than us. In a, it, strategically, that's just how it is too. Like, People who you have to have an ego to do this kind of to do that kind of work. You have to have the ability to take on a lot of criticism. Um, and I'm not sure if they're really ready to see a black candidate do that that often. That's why we are, we kind of I guess we're kind of stumping for Nina Turner. We're you know we're doing that because we need somebody who's willing to do so. I what bothers me like with the whole thing is it's like how they basically like even what the republicans were doing it at one point um uh, before in previous elections where they would get an indian person they'd get a black person they'd get a spanish person and they're like oh this person is this and like like so what a person's a person's a person like i i i, I with me i look at somebody based on their intent you know what i mean this is the things that we were always saying like when it comes to like what you do with businesses, it's the intent of why you're getting the technology that makes it whether or not they're they're using the technology correctly. Um, you know, the the everything's about intent. And it, Bernie Sanders uh, wanted to do something positive. I'm not saying he was perfect. I'm not saying that he had all the answers. But I think out of all the candidates, he was the most authentic in my mind. You know what I mean? And that's why I supported him. Now. The fact that you have these news organizations discrediting people and like not recanting things, they say it once, several hundred thousand people get to hear it, right? And then they don't say anything again. Or it'll be on a different show at a different time where these same people didn't hear it. You know what I mean? Like 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 if you can't associate, oh, why is this person recanting this, you know, at, at a different time or, or a different place or if it's written on their website somewhere and it's not actually voiced out on the, you know, television by the person that said it, you know, people will never get, you know, one, one plus one to make the, the connection. You know what I mean? So I, I just feel like it, it, we shouldn't, it shouldn't be about a person's uh, color, uh, about their, their sex. If it's a male or female or male or woman, Teresa doesn't like me saying female. Um, 
a man or a woman. Why? Know? That's actually the that's, it's, that's actually the scientific term, term but but I've heard a lot of, of women don't like the word female, so I'm I'm trying to respect it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's weird because that's that's a cultural. Let's just split off in that argument. That's actually a cultural thing where female is used as a pejorative, but um, to me, I I use that as a it's a distinction of sexual sexual distinction. Yeah, um, I mean, specifically that's, not even gender. scientifically. That's the same way, you know, or whatever. That's the way I look at it too. But I feel like I've gotten to the point in my life where if it's offensive and I can make an alteration to whatever it is that um, I, I would say, I mean, I shouldn't have to in some cases. But if it's e an easier thing to do that than get into a, a, a conflict with somebody or a discussion that doesn't have to happen, I, you know, I try to respect it or whatever, you know. And a lot of people in this country were like, well, they. Yeah, that's cancel culture, or that's um, what is it? Um, uh, what's the word that they use for? Um, damn, what the hell is that? I, I actually just use? find it. I don't know, uh, but I'm gonna say that I find it just more interesting because some people would find the term "woman" like like "woman," like well, you're man, gonna say right? it, so, <laughs> like, like "woman." You know, no, no, but like, like that has a negative connotation in some aspects for other people. So it's just yeah. one of those things where it's a cultural difference and. Um, but I, I understand. I also usually just say people's names when I know yeah, if, I, yeah. if I know your name. Yeah. But I mean, like, my, what I'm saying, like, in, in, in terms of this thing, it's like, they're like, we need a, we need a woman president, or we need, we need somebody of color to do this, or like, they, they make these specific de demands to excite certain people, and then at the end of the day, that's what keeps people from voting, or makes people vote. Like, it could do the opposite in some cases, but. It shouldn't matter. At the end of the day, it shouldn't matter. It should be about the person's qualifications and their integrity. You know what I mean? Um, and and that's the problem with this country is that they're like, oh no, because he's black. Like like they called Barack Obama a, a Muslim and that he was from this place and that place or whatever. And you know the the birthers and all that other stuff. And then, you know, then some people have their 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 viewpoints. If a woman becomes president, it'll make the country look weak. And you know, everybody has their opinions on whatever. But what if the person? Like, for instance, Tulsi Gabbard, she was a soldier, right? She could have been, you know, uh, in theory, a, a strong woman, you know, that could have been a president, right? But some people still think that, you know, her semi-progressive, I don't want to say she's fully progressive, but semi-progressive views are, you know, against their beliefs. There's always certain things that's going to turn people off. It's about the whole package, though, you know what I mean? And it could be a man, it could be a woman, it could be... Uh, you know, a different race, religion, it doesn't matter as long as their intentions are right. And, you know, they bank on that with all these organizations, you know what I mean? Like these, these news organizations, they're like, well, she's not qualified because of this, that, or he's not qualified because of this and that. And I'm sorry if I'm like blabbing, but I, I, I think you understand what my point is. It's, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's all about like a sp specific view. Like if he's not a, like a, a lot of people in this country want a, a, a relatively um, middle-aged white guy for president. That's what they want. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't want to see a person of color there. They don't want to see a woman there. Uh, in a lot of cases, and that's you know they they make that a point in a lot of cases, and then they feel like in order to cater to a base, then well we got to have a black person or we have to have a woman vice president or we have to have this or we have to have that. And it's to me it's just like it doesn't matter. It's who's going, who's running. Let's look at the people who are running and their credentials. And that's that, you know what I mean? It, it, I guess to some degree it matters, you know, for the progress to, to see that it's possible for a black president or a woman president. 
down the line, but I don't think that should be necessarily the the main um, uh, the main viewpoint of, of things. You know, if you got that perfect black woman, great. If you got that perfect, and I don't want to sound like whatever. I don't want to make it like a black woman thing or whatever. But but you know that that's what I think drives the voting things and the way these companies like uh, uh, address how to to to, to treat the candidates. It, it just gets, I don't know, it gets like, like, um, they're, they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're, they're, they're kind of like catering to certain people to kind of like, like, oh, well, you know, he's black, you know, or she's, she's, it's a woman or, or she's, he's Spanish or he's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't think that's a, a reason. I mean, I want a black president. I want a woman president. I'm not against that. I have a problem with, People kind of like, um, you know, like for instance, uh, what's her face, uh, Hillary Clinton with the Tabasco sauce. You know what I mean? Going into the projects, uh, what's the word of that? Um, damn, there's multiple things. It's condescending and placating. Yeah, but that basically. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't like that. That's what I feel happens when they when, when they do these type of things. When they, when they were doing with um, um, that that Indian guy from I think what was it, down south. Um, this guy's name i cannot remember his name i'm really bad with names i gotta i gotta start writing some of this stuff i didn't think we were going to talk about some of these um candidates but the, um jendal is this jendal oh man uh bobby jendal yeah he, he he's the indian guy who was running for president right at one point right or am i bugging <laughs> sure is he yeah if you call that running for president <laughs> Uh, I, thought he was running for, I thought he was running for president. He at did. One point. He, yeah, he yeah. kind of tried to run. He just yeah. Well, it's no, like it's... they were trying to. They were trying to say, "Hey, he's Indian." And, you know, like he's this, or like you know, like as as a as a Republican. It's I'm a like, common Jesus. play. It's a common yeah, political it, it's play. It's just freaking annoying, man. Like that's not what we're supposed to be looking at. We're supposed to be looking at credentials, and like what what their their what their goals are at the end of the day. If you don't like uh, their their views, like being a socialist. Or conservative, or just a centrist, or whatever—that's acceptable. But when you start talking about, oh, we need another woman president, that's one one of the things that they were doing with uh, Hillary. They were they were making it like as if that was like the uh, thing that was the most important thing. She's a woman president. She's related to, to to Bill Clinton, you know, like in some way because they're married and blah 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 blah. Like that's the that's the only reason why she be, should be be president. She had you know a, a lot of crap. That turned people off, and 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 MSNBC and CNN were were pushing that like it was like it was gold. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. That that whole um, primary or whatever um, was horrible. You know what I mean? And then now with this thing with that happened to Bernie again, like if you can't see the bias, I I don't know what to say. Like uh, people are blind, man. And the fact that they're using these. Things like, you know, we need a woman president. That's something why you should vote for Hillary. Or we need this because she's, you know, uh, she's not going to go, like, she's not a communist like Bernie is. You know what I mean? Like, those those viewpoints, I'm like, nobody's listening to the actual um, substance of what these people are saying and what their history is about. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. We should, we should move on to, we should move on to our cool down because it looks like we need it. Yeah, um, definitely. Black eligible voters in GA uh, in Georgia has increased uh, as and it's shown in the uh, census data. 
As an emerging uh, battleground state in na national elections, Georgia's changing electoral ma makeup has been the focus of renewed attention in the 2020 election cycle. This is particularly true between the January 5th runoff. So that's coming up soon, guys. Anybody who's actually in Georgia um, for the U.S. Senate seat. Uh, between 2000 and 2019, Georgia's eligible voter population grew by 1.9 million with nearly half of the increase attributed to growth in the state's black voting population, according to a Pew, Pew Research uh, Center analysis. So the uh, graph that I have here, for instance, shows that there was an eligibility dip from 68 to 58% uh, for white individuals, a 27 to 33, which is a plus six for black individuals, and then about a plus two, plus three for Hispanic and Asian. So... It just means that there's a precipitation of black people who have moved into the uh, into the state from other places. Oh, there's my frame rate. Um, there we go. But uh, basically, cut over for a second. I'm gonna cut over to. I believe it's the graph that you're talking to. Just give me one second so that the people can see yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's see. It's the right one. I'm sorry. I didn't have it set up on this for some reason. I don't know why. There we go. There we go. Is that a, that's the one you were looking at? So, yeah, I mean, what's interesting is that everybody, this is all of the things that, that scare white people right now. <laughs> um, basically, black people from across, this, across the country, especially from New York, um, Michigan, and uh, even Alabama, are moving towards Atlanta. And it says, they specifically said that it seems that the concentration is in urban centers with about 59% of the momentum into Georgia. So this is exactly what they're afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> all, all these black people, and also people coming from African countries and from the Caribbean. The Caribbean numbers is pretty high as well. I believe it said that Jamaica and uh, Guyana were the two highest for those uh, two. So... Yeah. Uh, basically, those voters changed the whole outset of the uh, the Atlanta election, in my opinion. I would say the Atlanta election because that's what won the state. Um, in the end, that's what's going that won the state for Joe Biden, and also um, to we're going to have to penetrate that base of people in Georgia to actually fund Ossoff and Warnock so that they actually have a chance of winning. And I mean, it's hopefully they did that. It's but it's only a week away um, where we're going to see all, in the runoff if this black eligible voters has significantly changed. Uh, so yeah, that was the interesting thing that 88% of black people voted for Biden, 62% of Latino. 88% is pretty insane. That's a statistically high variance. <laughs> that's that's saying that you have it's fake that news. Unlock. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to have people saying that all day long. Fake news. <laughs> like this, this, this Just to be fair with everybody, it's a poll. It's a yeah, poll. Yeah. It's a poll. So I have to give them that. It, there's a percentage point that it could be off by. Yeah. So you, you know how it is, though, right? Nowadays, they're going to be like, fake news. Uh, they, elect, uh, you know, they, 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 um, what is it? They uh, affected all the, the states. It wasn't just one. You know, like, yeah, all right, but. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> That's all, you know. It's, it's funny how people like think that somehow or other they can coordinate that that smoothly. This country is the most unorganized 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't certain people are organized, but I feel like a huge percentage of this country is hugely unorganized. I, it's hard for me to believe some of the stuff that um, some of these crazy people believe, man. Like, unbelievable, bro. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I wish, you know, this country was that organized because then we'd be in a better place right now with this COVID stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, we can't even get that right. <laughs> you know, they managed to, uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, I hope that we, um, what do you think that with now that um, Trump uh, supposedly agreed, which he hasn't done yet, signed the bill, how do you think that's going to affect the um, the Georgia election? I don't think it's going to have any effect on the Georgia election. I think that the the hand wringing to like take back the money, um, say that say that you should only get two thousand because you because you know you appreciate me as president isn't going to work. Um, it's too late. He lost the election. If it would have been a power move if he had won the election. Yeah. Now it's more gonna... like a. I don't. I yeah. don't think they're going to get the two thousand though. I think it's only going to be six hundred. I think he just signed the current bill, from what it sounds like. So, either way, we're screwed. You know, what I mean, they, he he. I, I think he did, avoided a shutdown, and all that other stuff. You know, I think all that stuff was to, kind of persuade people to come back to the table and do his bidding. And now that he realizes it's not going to happen. He kind of had to renege it. But you know, I don't know, man. I. I don't know how this is going to affect that. My, my fear is is um, that they win the election, the Republicans win the elections, and Biden is stuck to not being able to do anything. You know? Um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to bring it back to a um, Downer thing. You know no, I mean? it's all right. I'm just uh, I'm reading. It says, Trump signs coronavirus relief and government funding bill into law after a lengthy delay, and that just happened... A couple seconds ago, so it's nine, yeah, nine thirty-three. Yeah. Uh, so this article says President Donald Trump signed the massive two point three trillion dollar coronavirus b- relief in government funding bill. Uh, yep. Sorry, I'm just reading. Uh, Trump's signature of the nine hundred billion COVID relief extends unemployment benefit benefits for millions of jobless gig workers and independent contractors. The estimated 12 million people in the two key pandemic and unemployment programs who were facing their last payment this weekend will now receive benefits for another 11 weeks, plus all those collecting jobs. So, yes, it's just basically the bill that was supposed to go through. dollars right? It's the 600 and the 300 yeah. And 300 weekly for your uh, unemployment. <laughs> That's a damn shame. So what happens with the housing crisis? Is that still did that affect the housing crisis? Does it say anything about it? Like, does it? Um, it doesn't speak that- on that. I can I can tell you that obviously, that's not enough money. It's never going to be mm-hmm. enough money. Um, I mean, so let's just say, I'll just say for myself, for instance, if if I get an increase to three hundred dollars of unemployment a week, um, and I get the six hundred dollar check, that means that one week of that is this room that is empty that I can't seem to fill because there's so many rooms available. Um, that's, that's gone right there. So that's just one week of unemployment and the $600 checks. So, um, while it's a positive cause it's, it, 
staves off another month of problems. We have to look at it from the real realization that COVID is going to stay around for another couple of months. Um, no matter if people are getting vaccinated, literally people who won't be able to get vaccinated um, have to worry about it for the next six to seven months, maybe, depending on who you are, where you're from, what you're doing. If you're an essential worker, if you have the connections for it. Um, so I know no that for me. There's no forbearance thing that you saw in there or anything like that either, right? There's no forbearance, right? Like for the mortgage and everything else. I know that it extended a plan that uh, for housing. The, but um, let's see. Not directly. It doesn't say here directly. I could read more into it too because I, I know the, the it's a really big plan. Yeah. It's, mean, a, it's a large plan. Government yeah, I don't, plan. I, I don't so, want you to, have to like kind of like guess at things because then we're giving false information if we're wrong, right? So, I guess exactly. at a later date we'll talk about it. But I'm sure you know exactly. there's going to be a lot of people complaining and bitching. Hey, this didn't help me with this. So we'll know in you know next week or so. <laughs> that's that's. I crazy. mean, it's going to take longer than that. It's going to take at least like three weeks for all of this to go through for most people. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the hardest part is that there's going to be a lag in we've waited so long to just do this small section of the, I mean, we need another, we're going to need another one. We're going to need something after this. Um, we and I don't know if we're going to get it. Yeah. Because of Georgia, right? Like if we lose Georgia, that's not going to happen. You know, these guys are going to be exactly. like, yeah. yeah. And even, I don't know, man. It's oh well, well. Let's not be let's not be down. It's a it's a a little positive, right? We still had a little bit of a positive. Yeah, it's a positive. Something's better than nothing, right? But yeah, yeah. man, yeah. It's I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, it's how, all right. how how um how how do you uh, feel about like uh, Trump? You think Trump's gonna keep um doing crazy things like between now and um the inauguration like do you think that this is the last thing that we need to talk about for the fun you know the rest of the year you think something else might come up you know based on like how um happens? i mean most of the stuff that we know of is kind of already down the pipeline if he he might commute more sentences he might pardon more people mm. um i don't think he has any large active friends that he, he's gonna pardon but he might pardon somebody that is some some way politically advantageous to him. Um, I don't know what else crazy he could do at this point. I mean, he, I think he, he dunked his, he dunked his hand into trying to do something crazy by coming from the left, flanking from the left yeah. about the $2,000. So I think that's the last like crazy thing that he can do. I think I don't think that he can control the army at this point, like can no. control them into doing something negative to keep him in office. Um, I, I have, a, those are my positives to be honest. Cause I, I just don't think that he has the power at this point to do much of anything except for obliviate and just be boisterous for the next couple of weeks yeah, yeah. and pardon people. He might pardon some more really gross people. I mean, I, I didn't really want to talk about it in the, in the stories, but, um, yeah. The people that he pardoned are all in in terrible people. Like either have defrauded the government and defrauded the people, have have been part of Blackwater people who killed people in Iraq and basically 
get to get away with it even after being um, put into jail for, you know, they were supposed to stay in jail for at least 15, 10 years, 15, 10 to 15 years. And that's not going to happen. So that's the things that I worry about, but I don't, I try not to concentrate on it because it's not going, there's nothing we can do. This is unfortunately part of his powers. That's that Blackwater thing bothers me a little bit from hearing stories. I had an argument with somebody on Facebook and he says, well, we weren't there. We don't know. There's two sides to a story. I'm like, dude, like they they were proven in court that they purposely did whatever they did. Like, uh, like, okay, if you say so, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that. I mean, they were, they were taken out of the military. I mean, they were literally flagged by the military. So it is, it's a intense story. Um, I wish that I wish we could do anything about it, but literally he he followed the rule of law and the rule of law is that he can pardon people after they're um, convicted of a crime. And unfortunately, it's not a uh, I think I think there's certain felonies that you have to commute the sentence uh, so that they basically this pardon means that they did nothing wrong. And that's that's the scariest part to me. What pisses me off is that he wanted to execute the Central Park Five, right? Or, you know, for the Central Park jogger incidents when they were innocent, but then now you got guilty people that he's re- releasing. Like that's the super most hypocritical. I don't know. <laughs> I can't stand Trump, man. I, I'm so looking forward to him being gone. I every day was like stressful to me, man. I, like I know he's still gonna have a voice and he's gonna still be out there blabbing his garbage and everything, but. At least he's not going to be, you know, the main focus on, you know, everything. He's not going to be president anymore, which is good. You know what I mean? He, we won't look like fools as a country as much, you know. I mean, we are fools to some degree with some of the stuff we put up with. But, you know, at least it's not underneath him. You know what I mean? Like, that guy is some some kind of special break right there. And, uh, like, that guy's got issues. But, um, anyways, this sure. um Let's take it easy. Time to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah, time to wrap it up here. So I, I hope everybody learned a little bit about how ONN and Newsmax got their creation and a little bit more about maybe the the slant of MSNBC to be a little bit anti-progressive um, and black, the, the black eligible voters, which is a great story to, to know that, you know, the census leans out that female black voters probably are the real concentration of people who did the work for us and uh, made us so that Biden would win. So thank you for joining us today. I hope we all grew a little bit, shared a bit of ourselves. Have a great uh, holiday season too. You know, everybody have a great holiday season. Be safe out there. Have a fantastic new year. Yes, definitely. All right. Love you all. Thank you very much. Have Have a blessed day. Much love.